if you're a good fit. I'm not even talking about whether or not you are a realtor or becoming a realtor because that is a huge conversation. I'm talking about the client-agent relationship, which is really the core of anything that we do. Now, I'm still sounding a little croaky, as you can tell, compared to last week. And actually, as a result of that, I missed out on a client. I wasn't feeling my best and I didn't respond for a couple of days. Um, An email got stuck in my drafts. And as a result, I lost a client. They decided that my lack of responsiveness meant that I was not a good fit for them. The sad part is that I'm excellent. I'm very good at being responsive, but I wasn't in this case and I didn't have a backup to manage it. On the other hand, how do you fire a client? I have been working with a particular client for years right now, years, and it came to a head point the last couple of showings because I was pushing for them to be pre-approved because the properties they were looking at were going in 24 to 48 hours. They said they were ready to buy right now and to do so they need to be pre-approved first of all. But they have all kinds of preconceived notions about what's going on and how finances work and so they were not willing to do the work to get pre-approved. I found this very, very frustrating. I've literally worked with you for years, traveled around the countryside, um, some other things have happened, and now I'm at a place where you're not willing to do the steps, but you expect me to bend over backwards. The hard part about this is you never really want to fire a client, so you have to put it in their mind. You have to say to them, look, based on these conversations and based on the way this is happening, do you think that I'm the right match for you? Do you think that we're working together well? And put that back on the client. If the client thinks you are, that's good. If the client doesn't think you are and you're both in the same situation, you get to bow out gracefully and give your client their, um, what's the word? You get to give your client their uh, integrity. You get to give them uh, a sense of pride and a sense of ownership and a sense of control. But let's be clear. And let's be honest, it shouldn't have got to that point. I should have pulled the plug quite some time ago. I should have put this in their mind that this was not a good fit. I like to hold on to a deal until the absolute bitter end. I like to try and make things happen. And I really do care about my clients. I could see that I could help this person change the way their life was and become something new. And it was exciting to me and it was exhilarating. But if I'd spend some more time in the upfront and I can look back now and I can see numerous times over the years where I knew this wasn't going to happen and I should have just bowed out of gracefully or come to the same conclusion that we did this week. It makes me feel like I missed out on something because we only get paid when we work and I've worked a lot to not get paid. But I had to look at what was good for my health, my mental health and also my emotional health. And by emotional health, I'm actually talking about business because if you're not being successful and you're continually being dragged down, then you will find that that's a mindset that you continue to use and you don't want that to be the case. So if you instead are being successful, writing offers, successful contracts, bringing things to close, then you are more successful. And because you're more successful, you then breed success because that's what it is. Success breeds success. 
the best time to go and get a new listing, the best time to go get a new buyer is directly after when you've closed the old one because you're on a high, you're positive, you're open about the world. I can solve all these problems. I can make them happen. And so you should be starting by asking the right questions. And the right questions should be starting at the consultation. It's very common for people to do listing consultations, but not so many do buyer consultations. And I think this is a mistake. A buyer consultation lets you know a couple of things. It lets you know where they're at in the process, what they're willing to do, what their education is, and how how they want to proceed. These things all help lay down the ground rules of of where you need to go. And by education, I'm not talking about traditional book smarts. I'm talking about what experiences you might have with somebody else who has bought or sold a property, whether or not you understand that you have to put down earnest money, and that is your good faith deposit, or if you understand that there's a process involved in the loan, you don't automatically come to agreement and move into the house the next day what there is to know about inspections. If you have an investment property and you need to do a 1031 exchange, whether or not you might be thinking about doing a second home and what the ramifications are for buying it as a second home or if you buy it for a vacation rental. Having the right questions asked by the agent will help determine the buyer's needs and help the agent best to serve those agent's needs. Because after all, this is a service industry. So once you have all of that settled, then you can talk about the type of property that they're looking for. You can explain what their requirements are as individuals. You are required to be ready for purchase. To be ready for purchase, you need to have the funds that are required for the sale and you need to have your pre-approval letter. The funds required for the sale might depend on the type of loan. There are many different types of loans and there'll be time to go in those another time. But uh, suffice to say that you can have 0% down, 3.5% down, 5% down, 10% down or as much as you want up until where the loan would no longer be valid. And when you've got all of that information, we can then seek to guide you and we can say, okay, what do you think is most important? I like to take people for a couple of showings whilst I figure out what they're looking for. And a couple of showings might be in one day and maybe I get four or five properties. By the end of it, I have an idea of what they're looking for, what they're willing to spend and what it has to produce to make it worthwhile for them. And that's what I'm looking for, those things. So the buyer consultation process would have allowed me to ask the questions of her, determine that she didn't have the pre-approval, would have helped me to determine how much time I was willing to give her and then lay down the law and say, look, is this really a good match? We are disagreeing on how to proceed next. And if we're disagreeing on that, how can we come to agreement to help you out? Now, I hope I'm not disagreeable all the time, but I am some of the time. And with this, it's to protect my business and my health. When I say to you, if we're going to look at any more properties, you need to be pre-approved. I'm not doing it to be cruel. I'm not doing it to be harsh. I'm doing it to make sure that you are ready because as a buyer, you also have obligations. I have an agent, have ethics and all kinds of obligations that I must stick to to help represent you. So again, I'll go back to saying that a buyer consultation is a great thing to do at the beginning. If I'd completed a buyer consultation with this particular purchaser, I don't think I'd be working with them right now. I would have had to put down some rules or lay down the law and state for myself what I was willing to accept. And it wouldn't be randomly doing showings all the time at the beck and call if the person is not ready, willing, and able to actually purchase. 
I hope that doesn't seem harsh, but a lot of people forget and it's something I repeat again and again and again. Real estate is the only job where you get paid when you close. Other people get paid on a daily basis for the work that they do. They send invoices, uh, they exchange receipts and they get paid and yet we don't. So at some point in time you have to decide where to stop the hemorrhaging and as much as you like somebody and as much as you want to help somebody, there comes a point in time where you need to treat your business like a business and treat that person with the same respect and say, hey, I appreciate that you want to buy a home, but I don't have time unless you're ready, willing and able. And I think after that, you can then say, look, I'd love to revisit this when you are ready. Let me know. I'll set you up with an automated search in the meantime. I will keep you in the know of all of the properties out there, but I don't really want to set up showings unless I know that you can actually purchase. It's a disservice to you and it's a disservice to the seller. It's a courage which is difficult when you're starting in the industry and I'm only five years in. I want to keep every deal and I want to make it all come together. I am hungry. I love to work and this is the best job ever. So the idea of firing a client, even in a passive way that let her do the firing, was absolutely horrifying. (laughs) I'm glad I did it though and I'm sure I'll get through it in the next couple of weeks. I hope I get an opportunity to sit down with her um, and actually have a conversation so that we can leave this on good terms because I really do enjoy her a lot even if she's not willing to buy a property right now. Now some people will do it in a formal manner and others will do it in an informal manner but basically the core elements to a buyer consultation of any kind no matter how you're actually meeting them and I'll often meet them at the first showing before they even get pre-approved to make sure that we're a good match and to make sure that they're on the same track. What I do is I like to identify my clients goals. Why are they looking to move? What attracts them about the area? Uh, What is their motivation to buy? What's their price range, etc. After that, we have planning and preparation. How much planning time do they need? Do they need to list an existing home? Do they need to give notice on a rental property? Have they they received their pre-approval letter yet? Um, And also then sign the buyer broker agreement. After that, the next step is knowing the market, knowing what they're looking for and starting to isolate the active, pending and sold transactions to give them an idea of what they're going to pay for a property once it's under contract and to look at a property that's appropriate. So if properties are closing for 105% of um, list price, you don't want to be taking your client with their pre-approval above that. So you need to be searching below that. On the other hand, if they're closing for 92 to 95% of ask, you can go up to 100% of what the client's uh, budget is and work beyond that so you can negotiate below. So there's also about timing and seasonal conditions. People don't like to move over winter. They don't like to move before major holidays. And then, of course, is the big ones that have been a problem recently, which is supply and demand. And we've seen, um, we saw a lot of resurgence in the last couple of years after a few dead years from the downturn. And now what we're seeing is we've kind of evened out, but we don't have that many people wanting to sell right now. And so that inventory is making it much more competitive for the properties that are available. Then we narrow down finding their homes, their basic outline of what those are and where those where they can look for them and where I'm going to look for them and how I'm going to help them with them. Then it's about offers and negotiation strategies. If you live in one town, you're going to be offering up 
um, possession to the sellers. If you live in another town, you're going to be taking possession upon closing and each of those is negotiable. So then you finally get into phase three. You've found the ideal property, you've got the right price, you've come to an agreement and you're in the closing process. What that means is how long that time frame is going to be. Um, defining what money is due when, figuring out, the, uh, notifying the lender and getting the appraisal uh, started, getting the inspections and the disclosures started so that the home inspections or the chimney inspections, whatever they are, are taken care of. Once you've had those inspections, you may negotiate if there's safety issues. You might come back to the table or you might review the title work and see if there's anything outstanding that will hurt the sale. Then you've got to meet all of those de those deadlines and the contingencies. And then the final step is closing. The best part about closing is, of course, the final walkthrough and then those keys on closing day. You've got to meet to sign the loan documents. You've got to arrange to wire your down payment and the closing costs. You need to get the utilities transferred into your name. Um, and then you need to celebrate, move into the property, and then you need to decorate. And that's always what I can tell people. Once you get that clear to close, now's the time to think about decorating. And then finally, I'd love to still be in relationship with you afterwards so that I can assist you going further along. And that's something else we like to consider. So the relationship is full circle. It's not something that we just throw you to the wolves at the end of it. And that's really the four phases of buying a home. And once you've had that buyer consultation, all of you are on the same page. You're all working towards the same goal with the same expectations and that you can meet each other's needs in the right manner. So whilst I was sad to lose that client this week, and actually I really was sad, it was very disappointing to come to that conclusion. I'd had that feeling the week before and I just it was just really worrying me because my client wasn't ready, willing and able to do what they needed to do and I was ready and willing and able to do what I needed to do. So it was a sad end to it but I really truly believe that success comes from anything that ends. So I successfully ended that relationship and I have learned more for the next one. If you'd like to know more about the buyer process, let me know. Love to be of assistance. Otherwise, I hope this helps you both in story time of being fired by a client or firing a client, which is always a better way to do it, I personally think, to what I could have done to maybe prevent it by starting with better expectations up front. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you again here. Bye.